Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going I'm on? good. My stomach's rumbling. I've not had any breakfast, but I always think that not eating breakfast makes me feel a bit more alive, a bit more excitable, a bit Ooh, more... Oh, me too. You know, like... You know, like when David Cameron used to go on telly and he and he would he would um, purposefully not go to the loo before he started because it gave him an urgency and a and a single mindedness. Really? Yeah, you'd think that would distract a person, but that used to give him a single mindedness, a kind of like it used to unfuzz his hair a little, oh, his uh, his brain a little bit. Um, so yeah, that's me of a of a morning <laughs> not eating breakfast. I feel alive, Chris. I feel alive. You are at least as good as David Cameron. Mm. God, what an arsehole he was. But yeah, I know I find the same. Like, I, when I get up in the morning and I have like a coffee and I don't eat anything, I'm like way more switched mm. on and way more ready yeah. to go. And then I crash at 1 p.m. and it's a disaster. <laughs> but for the morning, I'm fully switched on. I'm fully switched yeah. on. What have you been up to this week, though, Pete? It's, I I've, think it's our like our four year anniversary of the Abroad Japan podcast as of we, we, next week. We really should be across this sort of thing, shouldn't we, Chris? We really should. Somebody has to be. I mean, we should get, like, a producer who remembers this sort of thing. We can't be (laughs) tasked with this. We're busy thinking about what we're going to have for tea or what we're having for breakfast, for crying out loud. Um, I've I've got uh, I think I mentioned it over Christmas. My little project over Christmas was uh, modifying a arcade machine, one of those arcade one-up things. They're kind of off the mm. peg, Tato or um, Sega or you know Capcom kind of little kind of um, little joy, joystick and a, it's, yeah. it's like a mini arcade cab basically. And I tasked myself with modding it and putting new buttons in, putting a new joystick in, and putting a little box that gives me access to like you know a thousand better games than what was available in the original box. And mm. so I've done that uh, and I've. And, and I spent all last night playing a video game called Burning Fight. <laughs> Burning Fight. What's the premise yeah. of Burning Fight? It's an SNK game, and it is, uh, it's very underwhelming. It was basically released <laughs> to uh, defeat uh, Double Dragon in the video game Final Fight. Final Fight was one of those games where, when I was a kid, I'd only had like an Amstrad CPC or an Amiga or whatever, and mm. you'd have these kind of like fighting games that you only saw on the arcade, and they'd be like these big, 
barrel-chested maniacs that were always facing to the right, and they're, they're like these big muscle boys. That I don't know what it is about Japanese fighting video games. They're obsessed with <laughs> men who did no leg day but a lot of chest day, <laughs> big chesty men. And uh, basically, uh, Burning Fight is a game about Duke and Billy, uh, two popular and renowned New York City police detectives. Um, they're looking out for a Japanese crime syndicate, and they're they're on they're in Japan. And they are, they've met a police officer and a martial arts uh, expert. And the uh, martial arts expert in Japan has agreed to enjoy, agreed to uh, join the New York Police Department for one mission only to take down the Yakuza crime syndicate. Isn't that Black Rain? In their reign of terror. Say again. Isn't that like Black Rain, the, the Michael Douglas oh, film? It sounds oh, very it's similar. Got, I mean, it'll be like any bloody film for crying out loud. It's it's just silly. It's just an excuse to be in in, in Japan. But the uh, but what made me laugh was the first scene is uh, it's it's it, the game's clearly set in Osaka, and I know that mm. because a, it's clearly Osaka. But b the first scene, the first thing you do is run up to you know um, I think it's Greco, the chocolate uh, brand that obviously I, I yeah, presume started in, 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 in Osaka or based around Osaka um, mm. you know they've got a stupid fucking clown that's got like red and white stripes and he's got glasses big Harry Potter glasses and, yeah. he, and he bangs a cymbal and stuff and he's, in, yeah, he's yeah. in the shops of Osaka the first thing you do is kick him in the head for no fucking reason I was like why is he fighting the man the chocolate man from Osaka uh, so that's what I've been playing last night I'm very much enjoying it and uh, I'm, pr- I'm getting pretty good at it to be honest Chris especially when you don't have to put coins in and you can just press a button to give you more coins <laughs> it sounds awfully violent it sounds awfully violent indeed it, I mean it's just like your Streets of Rage or your Final Fight or your Double Dragon or your Target Renegade it's all very derivative but uh, fun Lots of fun. You're such a, a peaceful, fun-loving young man, mm. and yet you play these these awful, violent video games. Just before Bloody we went well. live, Pete was <laughs> yeah. telling me he's been playing this game Teardown, where you have mm. to destroy like a house in thirty seconds. <laughs> How much stress have you got built up, Pete? What, what's, what's happened to you? Well, the start of 2022, smashing up houses, down people, other people have built, <laughs> stabbing clowns in the face in Osaka. Honestly, yeah. what's, what, what's become of you? It does. It does sound very similar to the um, the opening of uh, Black Rain. Have you seen Black Rain? It's a classic. No, I don't think I have. Black Rain. Wow. It came out like 1988, and it's about Michael Douglas uh, comes to Japan to catch like a yakuza boss, and he teams up with the Japanese police, and oh, they nice. keep this they good. keep referring to Michael Douglas as a guy gene. The woman, the woman <laughs> he meets, he's like a, an American woman working in Osaka as a sort of uh, a hostess club woman. She's yeah. like, the Japanese don't trust you. You're a gaijin, a foreign barbarian. <laughs> and it's like so over the top uh, ridiculous. Like, it's worth watching just for that. But the cinematography oh, is, is pretty good. Yeah. He's in Osaka as well. Looks like he's in yeah, yeah, Ridley yeah. Scott. Oh, cool. He's really Scott. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's off the back of Blade Runner. It's got very similar cinematography. And that is why like, mm. there's a really cool shot where they like filmed on uh, Dotonbori Bridge near your beloved mm. clown, glico, chocolate character <laughs> who you assaulted. And it just looks so cool. They just make Japan yeah. look like this really like cyberpunky, sinister, dark place. Especially Osaka, yeah. which isn't hard Andy, to be fair. Osaka Andy is Garcia is in it as well. Uh, yes, with, Andy uh, Garcia. He uh, yeah. he meets a, a nasty end um, with a <laughs> with a sword and his head. Spoilers. No spoilers. It's all right. Happens. Black Rain. <laughs> it happens. It happens very early on in the film. And the black okay, the black right. rain is a reference to the rain that rained down on Hiroshima after the atomic bomb, 
Uh, lots of characters make Michael Douglas feel guilty about that or his character okay, in the film then. good yeah. film though go check it out it, it, it sounds ridiculous and it is like comically bad at times but it's it is a good film and I do mm. recommend watching it uh, that's it it's good we got a story this week from Autumn who says hello I've always Autumn's such a nice name isn't it mm, of all the spring solid. of all the seasons Autumn's yeah. the nice, the nicest of all mm. hello Chris and Pete I'm Autumn a student from Bath I wanted to tell you a story from my solo trip to Japan in 2014. I was 18 at the time and found a cheap return flight to Tokyo for only £280. The catch was that it required two stopovers each way, one being an entire 24-hour stopover in Vienna, and it was for just five days in Tokyo. I jumped at the chance with that price and booked a cheap hostel in Asakusa for the entire stay. (laughs) 24-hour stopover. Amazing. That's ridiculous. You, like you, you can't, you cannot, you can't go wrong for two hundred eighty quid, but you really have to make the most of your time in Vienna. Otherwise, you're just like, I'm just in Vienna for twenty four hours. I don't want to be. I just want to. I just want to be back in London or in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a YouTube challenge, doesn't it? Twenty four hours yes. in Vienna. What can I do? I really do want to go to Vienna, though. Uh, After landing in Narita and uh, getting off the train at the wrong stop, I managed to eventually find my way to the hostel quite late in the evening. In the dorm room, I got chatting to two Swedish girls who invited me to join them for drinks, and I took them up on their offer. A small assortment of tourists and locals were gathered in the downstairs bar, and while we were chatting, a local Japanese guy in his early 30s made his way over to me and started chatting in broken English. Oh... Our chat about general stuff was going all right, and I even attempted to speak my own bit of broken Japanese from Duolingo before he proudly announced, I like big girls. To me, wow. <laughs> to me with a wink. Truly flattering <laughs> flirting right there. There was, there was no hint of flirting during our whole chat, so it caught me slightly off guard. And the fact that he looked like he would genuinely get somewhere with that comment, uh, it took me aback. Should I say thank you? Should I say fuck off? I had no idea what to respond. Bear in mind, I was UK size 10 at the time, and this guy was a great deal bigger than me. (laughs) Big girl, 10. 10 points Fuck me. 10's not tiny. Fuck me. God's sake. (laughs) In the end, I just kind of nodded along and made an excuse that I had to go to bed. The next morning, as I was picking up my SIM card from the reception, they told me there had been a guy looking for me. Uh, I presume it was him, which creeped me out. Luckily, I wasn't staying there long. I managed to avoid bumping into him again. Is this normal kind of flirting in Japan? If so, I feel for the women of Japan. It wasn't the best feeling to be called a big, a big girl. And the next day when I went clothes shopping in Shibuya, I was once again made to feel like shit when I couldn't fit, I couldn't fit into any item of clothing. Cheers, chaps. Autumn, student from Bath. Oh, what a no. fucking nerd. <laughs> what a fucking nerd this guy like big, big boy girl. Barry I like big girl Barrys I like I'm big girl Barry uh, yeah jeez what what an experience I'm sorry you were meant to feel like that Autumn but uh, that guy's probably uh, probably very alone right now because he <laughs> thinks that's acceptable <laughs> I, th- I think revenge is a, is a dish uh, you know well served to cold and stuff but yeah he's, uh, he's he's probably alone and a bit miserable because he he clearly hasn't learned how to talk to people some uplifting catharsis there. Mm. <laughs> He's alone. I yeah. I mean, people here, you know, the the number of obese, overweight people in Japan is very, very low by Western standards. Mm. And, uh, you know, I remember when I used to do, like, tests for things like cholesterol or body weight, BMI, I was mm. always well over, 
like the like the Japan sort of standards. I think yeah. Japan's standards must be kind of different from the UK in terms of what is considered overweight. At least I hope it is. Uh, mm. But they are brutal. I remember that band. Do you ever see that idol group band called Chubbiness? A group called yes. Chubbiness. The idols were all yes. chubby. But they weren't yeah. really chubby. They were just like normal sized girls by Western mm. standards. It's just yeah. people put a big emphasis on being a stick figure in Japan. People are so damn but, slim. Yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some, but there are actually, actually, uh, the, the the women are obviously a couple of inches shorter as well. So like, you can't. Mm. So a lot of the clothes are just smaller just by virtue of the fact that the, the the women are are a little bit smaller over there. But yeah, uh, wow, what a what a guy. <laughs> Sorry about that, Autumn. But uh, thanks for the story. Thanks for telling us. Your you go. You're in Vienna, just fuming <laughs> for an entire day. <laughs> Fucking prick. <laughs> I'm gonna push him I'd- in a river. I I and and Autumn asked, "Is this normal kind of thing? Is this like normal flirting?" No, mm. that guy was just a bit of a dick. Um, no, but just a bit of a dick, as far as I know. But if you do but, stand but in places like Shibuya or in front of like train stations, you will get like guys come up to you and chat you like chat you up a bit, like the Nampa yeah. kind of people. I happened to a, a friend of mine recently in Shibuya, and she had to sort of fend him off. This man mm. was sort of asking, "Do you have a boyfriend?" And I think she said yes, and he was like, mm. "I can be a better boyfriend." And she was like, no. Oh. And it was just really interesting talking to her about it, how this guy was just really persistent. Because that's not mm. something you do typically get in Japan, right? Where strangers come up to you and randomly start chatting you up. That's that's kind of rare. But if you go to those places mm. like Shibuya, like Shinjuku, or Pongi, it's more likely to happen there. Yeah, yeah. And you might get oh, well, I mean, look. For no reason. Look out, look. Look out for yourself. All right, Chris, that's all I'm saying. Look, look out <laughs> for yourself. Don't loiter around uh, busy tube stations. Cause Noted. Someone will have you away. Noted, <laughs> fall in no. love. <laughs> dear, oh dear. What have we got this week, though, in terms of news stories? What's going down in Japan, Mr. Donaldson? Chris, I mean, I, I, if you can hear me, I, you probably can't, because whenever... So, well, how are you opening your bottle of... Uh, coffee. It's already you open. You opened your bottle of coffee in it's the most ornate, spectacular way. You had your arm backwards. You're like doing like it's like something of a horror film. Anyway, uh, my stomach's really <laughs> rumbling, so apologies if you can, if you can hear it. Uh, that's just again, I'm not eating breakfast. That's, just the, that's the problem. ASMR. You made the ASMR stomach rolling in the background. Apologies. Um, Chris, I think it's one of my favourite stories uh, ever featured on the Abroad Japan podcast because it's oh, just God. so unique. Uh, it's quintessentially Japanese, in my opinion, and it's just mental. So, a Japanese man has broken into his school to recover mm. some stuff that a teacher took from him, which is a weird enough story. A Japanese yeah. man, a grown man, has broken into his old school to recover some stuff that were confiscated by a teacher, but it was over 40 years Ago, Chris. <laughs> Bloody hell! That's that's the, the day you were born. That man had his things taken. As you're forty, yeah. ten years in before Maca- I was born. Bloody in hell! In Makasa, in a junior high school in the town of Makasa, in Hokkaido, a male student whose name hasn't been released. Uh, he he wanted. He, we don't know what was actually confiscated, but this guy really wanted this item back. He wanted it back. So last week, while the school was closed for winter vacation, this guy, accompanied by his girlfriend, snuck into the school, <laughs> trying to recover his contraband. He they managed to get into one of the school's staff room, uh, but, but but staff rooms. But uh, it wasn't long until an employee who was on the premises heard them talking loudly. 
excitedly, you would imagine. Uh, and they, he called the police. Uh, and so the, the couple were still in the school when the officers arrived on the scene. This guy is 63 years old and his girlfriend is 58. Both of them attended this middle high school uh, they broke into, but they also both graduated from it well over 40 years ago. And they still live in the town. Uh, they both live in uh, Iwamazua, Iwamazawa, uh, in, in the... Uh, in the uh, in the city neighbouring Macassar to the east, and this guy was so fuming for forty years. He's been thinking about this for forty bloody years. He uh, he he didn't. He said he's not sure that they're not sure whether he thought that his Game Boy or his dirty magazine was in like a cupboard still there after forty years. He was hoping to find his teacher's contact information in the school's files. So perhaps. He was going to just do that, but either way, oh my God. fascinating stuff. Forty years later, I mean, you would think that your teacher probably wouldn't be alive anymore, would you? At sixty-three years old, I mean, probably they were, not. Bare minimum, they'd be eighty-three. Bare minimum, it'd be quite a young teacher. Wow, it must have uh, been so like, incredible. It must have been an incredible item. I mean, I, yeah. I, just, what do you think it was? What was it? It's probably a pencil sharpener. I thought years ago. What was nothing, big in? It doesn't make sense. Like Forty years ago. It was what, what was big in like the nineteen eighties. Nineteen eighty one, Japanese toys, right? Probably okay. a Michael what, Jackson what, 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 thriller album or something. Maybe, like, maybe, yeah. Uh, it's pretty scary. It's just though. robots. Those like just crazy robots. Those Japanese infantry robots you get. Um, maybe a transformer or two. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's kind of scary. Look, what if he had actually found? So he he went to the school to either find the item or find the teacher's contact information in the school files. It's mm. like something out of like a movie with an assassin who's trying to track someone down, like going <laughs> rummaging through the cupboard, trying to find a name, trying to find a number yeah. so he can get his stationery back from the 1980s. Nothing yeah. about it seems right. And was he drunk? Yeah. There, there's no way he was sober. Uh, I mean, yeah, let's, I, that's what I was going to come on to. Uh, but uh, him okay. and his partner were absolutely pissed. <laughs> All of a sudden, it becomes a lot more realistic <laughs> and understandable. <laughs> I've I've never done anything quite that grandiose under the influence of alcohol. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I could probably see me doing that in thirty yeah. years' time, doing something really <laughs> stupid like this. Um, but fair play to him. I've kind of yeah, felt sad he didn't get his thing back. No, I but know, I know. Never mind. I love like there's just so many of these stories that where like the police, these sort of cr- like really bizarre criminal masterminds we've talked about over the years, and like the Japanese police. Just, what what the hell? They must be wondering what the hell's going on, well, bringing just, this guy out of school. Like well, it's it, well, it's like it it just it must be so much kind of like variety. How do you train for that as a policeman? Two pissed up old people, uh, rocking around a high school trying to look for a an old robot or something. It could be a good film though. Heist school, yeah. we call it. Sixty <laughs> three year old man and his fifty eight year old girlfriend breaking into the good. school for one last one last heist. And get Good the rubber, <laughs> get the eraser and the fucking stationery back. Good did God! Did you ever, um, did you ever play the video game School Days? Did you ever play the game Bully on the Xbox? I played Bully. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, School Days was kind of like the original kind of version of that on the, spe- on the Spectrum. Um, you would uh, the Sinclair Spectrum. Let's make that very clear. Uh, very the uh, it's just a big school, and you're running around there and just doing school stuff, really throwing shit at your friends. You uh, before the game starts, you sort of. Um, 
you name every main character so there's lots of school kids there's the headmaster there's teachers and stuff so you can kind of name the teachers after your teachers at school you can name the head teacher after your head teacher you can name your friends and you start kind of running around this kind of like living breathing school um, just doing tasks and trying to steal things and, and cause trouble and oh man it just reminds me of that really it would make a really good game <laughs> this sounds like a quest out of that or bully doesn't it it's a yes, quest certainly does yeah god I kind of I, I haven't been back to my uh, my school since I graduated in two thousand and eight. Have you ever gone back mm. to yours? I imagine it's really trippy. You know, they always like show celebrities on TV who go back to their school when right. they're forty, and they're like, "Oh, that's where I used to sit. That's where I got beaten up. That's the drinks fountain." And they had this sort of powerful, <laughs> reflective experience. I kind of mm. want that. I want to do that as well one day. Have you done it? Yeah, no, not really. Um, I went back about a year later to collect a. History. I've got. I got really good results in my A level history, and I sort of went back for for the history award. I think, or maybe it was the English award. Either the history way, history award. Uh, oh. I rock. I rule. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was weird because you were allowed because it was like a drinks reception in the in the staff room, and it's like, nah. Ooh, I'm like, I'm I'm weird. over eighteen now. I I know I can drink and have a glass of glass of uh, prosecco or whatever, <laughs> but I don't want to do it in the staff room where the teachers smoked and drink drank really horrible coffee. <laughs> That would be a bit weird. I, mm. I, it's weird. I don't ever. Th- I'm one of those people that never really thinks back to their school days. Like some people I know, no. some friends, they're very like they they face towards the past. They always talk about past mm. experiences, and I'm often yeah. so consumed by the future that I never look back. But I think I had a good school experience. I, one year, I won loads of awards for getting the mo- for being the most improved like student in the entire <laughs> school year. And the sad <laughs> truth is. The reason it happened is when I was about 14, I had a trampoline in my garden and mm. I had my friend on it and I did like a seat drop where you sort of sit down and bounce back mm. up. And as I went yeah. down, my friend uh, jumped on my wrist and snapped it in half and like my wrist okay, just yeah. like fell off. Flubbed it off, was, yeah. It was pretty, un- pretty unpleasant and uh, it was my left hand, which is my writing hand. And mm. so for the next like two to three months, I couldn't write and I had to dictate... <laughs> All my answers, all my knowledge to like yeah. uh, a member of staff, like uh, somebody there who worked there, would write it down for me. And for oh one of the God, and that for the... is so boring. What a boring <laughs> job to hear what eleven-year-old Chris Broad has to say about things. Fourteen-year-old, have you know? Fourteen-year-old at the end of the year <laughs> exams, right? Uh, three plus five. It was, <laughs> it was that. It was that. At the end of the year exams, right? I had to. Uh, I was put in a room with this woman and uh, for some reason they just, I guess because I'd be a distraction to the hall, to all the students yeah. doing the tests. So I got my own room yeah. and I remember doing a maths test and I kept screwing up all the answers. It was like, what's 10 plus 8? And I'd be like, 19. And she'd be like, really, Chris? And I'd be like, oh, really? I mean, 18. <laughs> and like that, it, it, that happened for all of my exams. Uh, and so my math score went up like astronomically. I became like the best <laughs> from like the worst student at maths and physics to like the best. And uh, <laughs> I also remember like I had to dictate an entire story for one of the one of the tests. It was like English language. You had to like write a story out of mm. nothing. And I remember <laughs> we had one hour to write it. And for the first like fifteen minutes of the exam, I dictated this story. And then I was like, actually, this is shit. Cross it out. We'll start again. And she looked like yeah. she wanted to slap me in the face. Those were the good old days. Real <laughs> power. Little, Real you power. You sat there like fucking Don Draper in Mad Men. Take this down, secretary. <laughs> Chris Broad mused. 
I think the Weimar Republic was destroyed by this and that. And I think that uh, Joseph Lister invented antiseptic this way and that way. <laughs> Shut up, Chris. <laughs> Is that the sort of... <laughs> it was pretty cool. I'd love to go back. I, I don't know. The story must have been shit. <laughs> to think of a story out of nothing in one hour. It was like the man sat at the big red table and looked oh. at the green flowers. Honestly, I'd love to go back. I wish I could go back and experience that. This magic. is the plot to. This is the plot of Black Rain. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Douglas got on the plane. He was a foreign barbarian. <laughs> we'll be back with the fax machine and your stories and questions, guys, in just a moment. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Clash of the Titles is the podcast where two movies with something in common go head-to-head in a fight to the death as we decide which film does it better. And for the whole of January and February, we're taking film suggestions from you, our listeners. But he said to me, I was putting on, and because we've done the social network, and he's like, why are you doing all these good films? <laughs> and I said, oh, well, you know. And then I had to admit that every, other people pick them <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Join me, Alex Zane, with Chris Tilly and Vicky Crompton every Monday and Thursday. 
Search Clash of the Titles wherever you get your pods. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Donaldson? We got a message from Azumi in Mataka, uh, Tokyo. A question for Chris. This is uh, it starts the email. Hi, Chris Ojisan and Uncle Pete. <laughs> I like Uncle, Uncle Pete, Pete because there was a character on uh, Vic and Bob called Uncle Peter. Big, uh, like a, just an old craggy looking man. I think he's, he's still with us. He's from like the north, north, uh, kind of like Yorkshire way. Mm. And he would sort of go, Donkey, Donkey. And you, start, you can't give boost at baby. Like, he'd sort of talk like I think that. I remember he that. Had a big, yeah, yeah. He had a big fro. It was brilliant. Anyway, I remember that. A, question, a question for uh, Chris. Are there any foods you disliked but now enjoy over your past decade here? And Pete, are there any foods that you were suspicious about but weren't as bad as you thought? There Ooh. we go. Easy one. Easy one. I mm. uh, okay. When I first got here, do you know what nankotsu is? Have you heard nankotsu? No, but nankotsu. I imagine it's something soupy. It's not soupy at all. It is uh, oh. car- cartilage, chicken cartilage. Oh right, okay, yeah. And nankotsu, it's kind of like deep. They basically get chicken cartilage and then deep fry yeah. it, batter it, whatever. Um, it's very kind of crunchy. It's basically just like right, pure okay. collagen, um, mm. and it has this sort of chewiness to it, but also a, a, a cheeky crunch. And you know, if you look it up online, <laughs> chicken cartilage. It doesn't look edible. It doesn't look good. And certainly the first few months, the first year that I was here, my friends would often eat it when we went out for dinner a few times a week at the local Izakaya pub. And Mm. I'd be like, how the fuck can you eat this? This is just a bone. Mm. It's like just eating a battered bone. It's just a bone. (laughs) Just a bone. I'm not a dog. And then by the end of the year, I loved it. It's my favourite thing. Mm. It's just so good. It's just the nice saltiness of the crispy batter, the succulent cartilage... I feel like a monster just talking about it. I feel like a complete fucking Frankenstein's monster. But it is good, and I will give you some the next time you come to Japan, and you'll be converted as well. I think I fought succulent cartilage in that video game. Um, I was in (laughs) the... um, There was this Square Enix bar in um, Akihabara that was there. I don't know where... I think it might have closed down by now, but it was just a lot of like video Mm. gamesy sort of stuff in there. Uh, And one of the games was... I don't know. Uh, basically, I ate a chicken's foot. Uh, obviously, Ooh. bigger in, in China than it's than it is over in uh, in Japan. But you do see it every now and again, and I thought Ooh. this is going to be disgusting. But I mean, there's nothing to it. But it wasn't horrific, and I can see why people eat them. Like, we we don't eat that much. St- we don't use everything. I, I was sort of throwing away a chicken carcass uh, yesterday because I'm a fox, um, and um, <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, who's like? Uh, we don't really use much of this at all. I should have created a soup with it. I should have done more stuff with it's this true, chicken yeah, to make yeah. the most. It's uh, I'm not very uh, resourceful in in that uh, in that sense. But I, I will dry out a wishbone and pull it. Good man, good man. <laughs> I, I do remember that when I went to China, I remember staying on this terrible, terrible farm. Terrible, really bad farm. A terrible and farm. They just killed like a chicken right in front of us after a long day's hike and then just mm. just cooked the whole thing, just served us chicken on like a in a bucket. It wasn't good. Not gonna lie, it wasn't overly <laughs> it wasn't edible. Good. Um but I remember the I do remember the feet and they were also absolutely shocking. But that, mm. that's not really a food we get in Japan. Chicken feet, you don't have to worry about it too much. It's it's a no, rare thing. Unless you're in the Square Enix Cafe, long defunct. <laughs> I think it is, isn't it? we got one here mm. from uh, Denise who says, Hello to the ever-charming Pete and I guess Chris too. Well, thank you very yes, much, Denise. Yes, uh, please. My, <laughs> my name is Denise and I'm a new listener. 
I went to Japan for the first and only time in January 2019 with my twin sister to see an anime concert. We live in Florida in the US and in Japan we met up with our online friend who introduced us to her, to her American friend living in Japan. The crazy thing is this friend was from Florida as well, same as us, and grew up in the city right by us. Uh, my question for you two, have you ever met someone for the first time in Japan that could have been your neighbour back home? Thank you very much, guys. Uh, Denise. I mean, this did happen, actually. I was at a, a bar that I often go to in Tokyo. I won't name it because it's my little... It's my favourite bar of mine. But there was a British guy managing it, and I remember asking him, like, where are you from, mate? And he was uh, he said he was from a town literally, like, a five-minute drive from where I was, like, born. Like, really, really frighteningly close. I'd never met anyone from, like, the same county as me in Japan, let alone from, like, one town over. And I was like, no way, mate. Oh, my God, I live, like, you know, half a mile from there. And he went, ugh, and walked off. And that was <laughs> shit. It's not like, it like, when I see Irish friends meet another Irish person, it's like they've just met their their favourite person, their brother, their sister, a member of the yeah. family. Meeting a British, another British person, even from the, <laughs> from, like, the, the just around the corner, meeting a fellow English person, it's just, it's just rubbish. Didn't, yeah. nothing happened. I, I was really I, disappointed I, by that. Yeah, I, I sort of met a few, few. I met a few like Brits over there, but I mean they're, ma- they're mainly like uh, Welsh, which kind of takes me back to um, to when I we were doing some kind of function, and I've got a couple of. Uh, we used to have a guy who used to work for Stack uh, called um, what's his name? <laughs> Why have I forgotten his oh name? Oh my god, you're forgetting Sam. your employees. Jesus, terrible. Uh, Sam. He uh, he was. Um, I, I don't, I, that, it seems inconceivable. I forgot his name. Like I, I love that guy. Um, Worst boss. But ever. he uh, he was he's Welsh, and uh, I've got another mate who's Welsh, and uh, I, I sort of uh, Gav, and I sort of went. I know people do this all the time, but your accents seem quite similar. Do like, uh, and so I introduced them to each other. And went, have you met Gav? Have you met Sam? Blah blah blah. And I sort of went, I know people do this all the time. It's like you know, in, introducing your two gay friends, you'll get on. You'll probably get off with each other. You'll probably oh, get God. married or something. Um, and you do that, and it's embarrassing. But I did it to these Welsh guys, and to my credit, uh, they did figure out exactly where they were both from. And one of them had had sex for the first time behind his mum's cafe. No, <laughs> the other one's mum's cafe. Amazing. Oh my God. Lost their virginity That's behind incredible. where his mum used to live, where the other guy's mum used to live. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> what a conversation, Owen. Bloody hell. What a conversation. How did he feel about that? Was he like, oh, that's great. I'm glad he did that. <laughs> what, how did he react no. to that? Welsh people, that, look, my mum's Welsh. <laughs> They're right old dirty rotters, a lot of them. <laughs> well, Connor is Welsh, so yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dirty. All of his YouTube, dirty. Dirty boys. <laughs> we, we got one here from Ivan from California. He says, "Hi, Chris and Pete. Chris, on your YouTube channel, are there any topics you're quite interested in, but are too spicy for YouTube? YouTube can, uh, for whatever reason, <laughs> aka adult entertainment, Japanese conspiracy theories, etc. Pete, do you have any suggestions for fun, edgy, and surely demonetizing topics? Uh, may the algorithm be with you, Ivan from California. Any thoughts, Pete?" Mm. Edgy, fun, uh, excitement. Yeah. I mean, everything I'm not. Chris is very much part of the. Uh, he's a, 
he's a gun rights activist in Japan, and he wants everyone to have a gun. Oh, uh, but he and he always talks about it to me, but I uh, he never says it on his on his on his podcast. <laughs> he never says it on his YouTube. He's obsessed with guns. He want he, he wants everyone to have an assault rifle. It's really weird. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, it's everything I stand for. So do that. <laughs> so do vocal that, about that. <laughs> I um, I you know I've toyed with doing like a hostess bar video before. It's not that mm. kind of spicy though, really, is it? I think nah. the reality is a lot more mundane than you'd think so that's why mm. i've never done that there's not really anything i wouldn't touch the only thing i look for is just a video is it, it, something that interests me usually that i can have like a funny angle on or interesting commentary but no mm. not really i haven't there's nothing that i wouldn't do uh i wouldn't necessarily humiliate myself like some <laughs> other youtubers would um although maybe i have done that a few times i don't know really do i don't really yeah i don't do I, on the I, podcast do on the podcast right now. Yeah, I don't know though. I'm thinking of doing some edgier stuff this year, but I don't know what that is. I don't know what mm. what constitutes as edgy. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. There's like everyone always asked me to do that bloody penis festival. You know the festival oh, where I have like yes. a, and I think Joey did it uh, a few years right. ago, and it's it's just no, it's just nothing about it. It's like <laughs> it's you can read about it, it in, a, in an article. Yeah. You can look at a photo. And that's that's all you need to know. I don't need to go yeah. there and cover it. I don't need Maybe to Maybe just it. go around, like, you know, do the usual kind of YouTuber stuff, you know, talking about, you know, the guy seat on the train. But just shit your pants. Shit your pants on the train. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why no Pete doesn't next, have a no good No one will sit channel. next to me. Have you shat your pants? Yes, that's not part of this. And <laughs> no one will sit next to me on the train. Yeah, because you smell like shit. <laughs> There's a reason I don't listen to Pete Donaldson's YouTube <laughs> ideas. Uh, and, and I'm not going to start anytime soon. Keep the stories, Come questions, on. comments coming in to a point Japan podcast at gmail.com. Pete's a disgrace. We'll be back later in the week, guys, to do it all over again next time. But for now, no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world, have a great week. And we'll see you later on to do it all over again right back here on the Abroad Japan podcast. Bye for now. I um shot my pants in the robot Stop cafe it. and the robot came and cleaned Get it out. <laughs> Get out. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.